Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Tuesday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And our top story today is actually out of Dinwiddie, but it's really a Henrico story. Seven sheriff's personnel, I've seen deputies mentioned as well. I'm not exactly sure if all seven are deputies or not. Um, I haven't gotten that, you know, fully confirmed. Um, but seven Henrico sheriff's personnel have been charged with second degree murder tied to um, a trip to Central Hospital for a person that they were uh, transporting from the Henrico Jail to, to Central State Hospital. And David, you you dealt with the details on this. Sort of go into what you have you have read and seen and learned in regards to the, this incident. Yeah, so uh, it was in the uh, the statement put out by the sheriff's office. They called all seven deputies. Uh, so we do know that, and essentially. Um, what the Virginia State Police said uh, in their statement was that uh, the uh, you know these members of the Henrico County Sheriff's Office arrived with uh, Irvo Otieno uh, at Central State Hospital just before 4 p.m. on March 6th, and that uh, the Virginia State Police arrived for some to start investigating a little over three hours later. Uh, after 7 p.m. Um, because Otieno died during the admission process to uh, to this hospital, to Central State Hospital, uh, and uh, the Henrico Sheriff's Department officers uh, or deputies, excuse me, were basically they say that uh, Otieno became physically combative uh, and had to be restrained. Um, and that was, you know, what what led to this. Um, now, uh, Richmond Times Dispatch has also uh, reported that uh, the accusation made against these deputies, who I forgot to mention, have now all been charged with second degree murder at the request of the Dinwiddie Commonwealth's attorney, which is a big uh, factor in this because they are all currently being held without bond. Um, uh, and their first court appearance is actually tomorrow morning. Hmm. But uh, Times Dispatch said that the accusation against them is that they essentially smothered Otieno, who is 6'2 um, and 270 pounds, and that the seven of them basically smothered him to death. Um, and it, the, time, uh, the Times Dispatch also said that there is hospital. Uh, security footage of this incident. Yeah. So um, this is, you know, a big story down in Dinwiddie where this took place. And it's definitely um, uh, a story uh, in the Richmond area as well. It's also worth noting that uh, Otieno was being taken to Central State Hospital as a uh, mental health patient. Um, he, when he, had, all this- 
Right. And again, according to also reporting from the, the Times Dispatch, who has done a lot of background on this, you know, we 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 we, 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 sort, of we sort of got in a yeah. little bit later. Um he was uh, in jail after being arrested on an alleged burglary. Hmm. Um and actually what what his his parents have told the newspaper, or his mother has told the newspaper is that she originally called police um on a mental health call. And when they arrived, she thought they were on the mental health call, but it was actually for this burglary call, which dealt with a dispute with a neighbor. He was taken to jail. He's had mental health issues, according to the mother, and things spiraled from that point. Now, obviously, as the court case goes on, this will sort of be explained further, but... Um, again, this is a situation where they had taken him from jail after a court after um you know being arrested um on a on a burglary charge and um you know things spiraled from there with the with the mental the health the mental health issue. Um now again the charges are second degree murder. they're obviously not working at the Henrico jail right now. As you mentioned, they're they're being held without bond. Um the sheriff's uh uh, the sheriff uh, in Henrico, Alyssa Gregory, uh, did say that uh, she is working with state police in regards to the investigation. She also mentioned they're doing their own investigation uh, into, into this as well. Um, I do have a question. Neither you uh, nor I are going to be able to answer it, but the loss of seven deputies at the Henrico jail, that can't be easy for staffing. No, that's a good point, too. Yeah. That's a that's a large number. Now, mind you, they and they have two jails, so they probably have a decent sized staff. But that can't be be easy for staffing right now. Um, and I imagine there is there is some overtime occurring at the Henrico Jail, plus um, some short staffing potentially at the Henrico Jail as well because of this. I would imagine so. Yeah. So so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. You're going to be down there for the court appearance tomorrow. I, I don't imagine it's going to be a long court appearance. It looked like it was just appointment of of uh, of lawyers. Um, and it looks like they also have a grand jury. Um, you know, the case will go to the grand jury on the 21st. And you mentioned the, um, you know, the, um, this being done, uh, at the request of the Dinwiddie Kemmel's attorney, normally the, you know, you, you would have a case go to the grand jury possibly for, 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 um, charges to be brought, or you would have, you know, arrest warrants, uh, sworn out by a judge. This was, this was something separate, and the Dinwiddie Commonwealth attorney said um, this was due to the fact that she didn't want the seven at the at the Henrico jail any further, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they were overseeing prisoners. So um, some interesting uh, side stories to this this much larger story, which I think is going to be an issue, an issue, a major story for for some time. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that, our other major story is out of Isle of Wight County. And actually, this occurred last week but it's really starting to gain some momentum uh last week isle of white's school board voted along racial lines to ban the teaching of systemic racism um there's this part of an overall policy on teaching controversial topics um and um i guess this has been an issue that's been debated in isle of white for some time but again you know not being one of our super local localities it wasn't really, you know, public knowledge until this vote came forward. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to hear a lot of the teachers down there say, hey, 
you know, this is not, we oppose this policy. Um, we don't teach, you know, we don't teach kids what to think. That was one soundbite. Actually one teacher said, we don't tell kids what to think. We just, you know, provide them facts and they think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, several apparently members of the school board were, were voted into office on this issue. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, uh, the white majority block on the board voted for it. The two African-Americans voted against it. Um, and I think this is one of the first votes that they've, uh, they've, that has occurred in Virginia, you know, voting to, to ban this certain teaching of, of systemic racism. Now to be clear, they're not saying that racism doesn't exist or ban the teaching of racism. They're talking about the idea that there is uh, subconscious racism, that there is racism built into uh, government structures, into, um, housing, uh, you know, for example, redlining that, you know, may or may not still exist uh, today, uh, just based on, you know, policies. Um, They're not arguing that racism doesn't exist or arguing that systemic racism doesn't exist uh, and that they don't want it taught. Um, And uh, so we'll be interested to see how that policy moves forward. But again, uh, Isla White being one of the first to to, to vote, you know, vote against that um, down in the peninsula. Um, you handled another story prior to the Henrico Dinwiddie story uh, out of Chesterfield, where they're trying to combat uh, prescription uh, drug overdoses and, uh, you know, prescription drug dependency that could eventually lead to other dependencies, fentanyl and things like that. What exactly is Chesterfield doing to sort of combat that? So um, Chesterfield has announced apparently they are on year five of a campaign that they are calling don't be an accidental drug dealer. Um, But uh, what they're doing now is at all Chesterfield public libraries, there are going to be free um, locking bags to keep drugs in uh, prescription drugs in as well as um, these special disposal bags that, if you are done with the medication and you don't need the leftovers or if um, some medication expires, you can dump the contents into this bag, fill it with water, and it neutralizes uh, the, the active ingredients in the drugs. Um, and then you can throw it away and it's biodegradable. But um, this is basically in response to how much of uh, the prescription drugs that wind up being abused come from uh, the medicine cabinets of the friends and family members of the people taking those drugs. Um, Apparently it's uh, 61% of opioids that wind up being, you know, misused by people 12 and older uh, are, are, they get them from friends or family. Um, And so uh, this is sort of Chesterfield's Response to that is one, these locking bags so that, uh, you know, not just anyone visiting your house can get into your medicine to get to who can get into your medicine cabinet can get these drugs, but also these disposal bags. Um, They also mentioned that they have um, at the uh, Chesterfield administrative building on Iron Bridge Road, they have a uh, 24 hour Dropbox essentially where if you have drugs you need to dispose of you can just put them in this box and they'll be safely disposed of as well 
Yeah, it was very interesting, and and I like the idea of the 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 bags that you could fill with water, and they dissolve, you know, basically uh, deactivate the the drugs. That was interesting, and of course, this caught my eye as well as someone who has recently been on opioids <laughs> and painkillers, not overdosing, yeah. not not legal prescribed. <laughs> only taking the prescribed amount uh painkillers it was something that that caught my eye and it's interesting because you know th- you don't take all of them they are around the house mm-hmm. they the potential danger to others um so or honestly to 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 yourself if you you know all of a sudden are feeling a lot of pain and you don't want to feel the pain anymore you know yeah. that's that's how these things start so it was interesting and, and an important uh community service to make sure that we let people know that mm-hmm. was out there so uh, looking at tomorrow, you are, as we mentioned, heading down to Dinwiddie to catch the uh, first court appearance for these uh, seven deputies. And we'll keep an eye on that um, as well as uh, as this case, like we said, continues to go on. It's going to be a major case um, mm-hmm. for it. So so basically, this has been the Tuesday evening edition of uh, It's News to Us. Two big stories, uh, not, not a whole lot, in, not in quantity, but in quality. A lot of big stories today um, mm-hmm. and things to keep an eye on. Uh, so, well, and we'll keep an eye on that tomorrow as well. So, again, this has been the Tuesday evening edition of It's News to Us. For David Lefkowitz, I'm News Director Matt Demline. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.